السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ to be able to disappear yet be present takes an understanding of reality that brings us closer to the truth we are and we are not here simultaneously we are a temporary manifestation with a term and that term dissipates and ends yet to take on the understanding of the temporary nature of our existence is very difficult for us to comprehend we may understand how insignificant we are in the existence of this world but it's very difficult if not almost impossible for our mind to understand our own non-existence and our own eventual disappearance somehow we can't imagine a world without us in it to be able to move to that place we have to set up parameters of understandings of things that allow us to take on that perspective for instance how is it that we take credit for accomplishing things when in truth we were given them before we knew that we were going to have them are we capable of understanding the preordained nature of things and simultaneously our involvement in the nature of things these seem to be at odds with each other yet in the flow there what is going on things are supplied for us things are given to us things are put in place for us yet we either take credit for them or we deny them never do we or seldom do we understand that we are in the flow and in that flow our sustenance is given it's like the bear who steps into the river and his food flows before him and what he has to do is pull it out imagine if the bear was thinking he created the salmon imagine if the bear in his thought process thought that his act of standing in the water is what brought 
the food to him. We're a little bit like that. We stand in the world and all of the gifts flow by us. All of the gifts are available and given to us and some of them get deposited at our doorstep and we believe that somehow we brought them there. We believe that somehow we created the abundance that allows us to have some. To begin to understand that we are provided for as opposed to understanding that we provide for ourselves is a leap in understanding and a broader view of existence. Yet, simultaneously, we have to put forth effort and act as if we were providing for ourselves to get into this flow of abundance. So it's not like you're without responsibility here. You have responsibility here. Your job is effort. It isn't the effort that creates the flow. It's the effort that creates your part of the play in order for the entire play to be understood. But if we look down from a higher perspective and we look down upon ourselves, we'll notice that the ones who have more have just been able to get an advantage on catching the fish. Somehow, they stood in a place where the shallows were shallower and where the turn was narrower and it was easier to grab there. But we haven't done it ourselves. Yet, we have put in effort. The prophet said, peace and blessings be upon him, trust in God, but tie your camel. We must do everything in this world that is necessary to supply things for ourselves, yet simultaneously we must understand that it's all given by Allah. It all comes from Allah. It is all ordained. By Allah. And it's the same with our own nature. We have to understand that grace is the overriding principle in this creation. The Quran tells us Allah is merciful, and through His grace, He protects us. And he sustains us. It is not through our own doing that we breathe. 
It is not through our own doing that we see. It is not through our own doing that we hear or touch or smell. And until we understand that these things are not through our own doing, we are caught in the illusion of our own doing. And we believe that we somehow do these things that have been given to us as gifts. Our life is a gift. Our senses are a gift. Love is a gift. All of these things are Allah. One of Allah's names is high. High means life. He has shared high with us. He's allowed us to participate in high. High. Allah is all-knowing, has all knowledge. He's allowed us to participate in knowledge to a certain degree. So that which belongs and is of Allah has been strewn out to the world so that man and woman can participate in what Allah is and what Allah has. And all of these things belong to Allah and come from Allah. When we understand that all belongs to Allah and all comes from Allah, we get a better perspective of our station within this existence. And that's why when the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, at the entrance of Mirage says, all forms of praise and all forms of exaltation and prayer are due only to Allah. Why? Because that is the source of everything. And from that one source, there's enough to supply each and every one of us. And it's as if we walk around the world taking from that source. Now, heaven is often described as everything in plentitude and everything being available for you. Well, how about earth? Is there enough air for you to breathe? Is there enough water for you to drink? Are there enough sights for you to see? Are there enough women for you to love? Are there enough men for you to love? Are there enough communities for you to be integrated in and become a member of? Is there enough of everything so that you can be satisfied? Now, the question is, what satisfies you? And what is the state of your satisfaction? And then you begin to realize that plentitude exists in contentment. And plentitude exists 
in satisfaction. So it's not how much you have. It's how satisfied you are. It's not how much you have. It's how content you are. Now, a king who doesn't have contentment never has a kingdom that's big enough. But a beggar who has contentment is satisfied with the hovel that he lives in because that hovel (coughs) is connected to the light in all the universes through his contentment. So there needs to be this shift in our understanding of things that it is not in the material that our worth exists. It is in the understanding and connection to reality (coughs) that our worth exists. So, what's greater? To accumulate more funds than anyone else in the vicinity or to accumulate more contentment than anyone else in the vicinity. To accumulate more love than anyone else in the, in the vicinity. And what is it that you're accumulating? What is it that you are gathering? What is it that you are bringing into your space? A very rich person will have a lot of money in the bank. A poor person who hoards will have a lot of newspapers lining their house because they never throw them away. (laughs) Will have a lot of pickings from the garbage that they've accumulated strewn all over their existence. When their time passes, what's the difference between the relationship of the hoarder and his garbage and the billionaire and his money? There is none. Those things disappear. So, was there more value in accumulating the billions or was there more value in accumulating the newspapers? Well, if the billionaire was charitable, then there certainly was some more value. But if he wasn't, it all ends up the same. We need to understand our place in existence and our relationship to existence. We need to be able to walk through this world lightly and without the delusion of ownership or control. Because once we enter into the delusion of ownership and control, we have left behind the understanding that Allah is our ruler and we are surrendered to Him. The word surrender 
is a very, very big word. And it has an enormous amount of meaning. But if we don't attempt to understand those meanings and understand its import and impact in our existence, then we will constantly be in a struggle against the nature of reality. There is no beating Allah. There was a, a Broadway show a few years ago called Your Arms Too Short to Box with God. And the point is that they are. Your arms are too short to box with God. You can't do it. So what's, what's the alternative? Join. And how do you join? You join through surrender. You join through acknowledging that this power is omnipotent and this power is what I choose to align with as opposed to making my own alignments with the world. So the path consists of trying to understand that power and then trying to let go of everything that isn't aligned with that power. And that's how we purify ourselves. By understanding what isn't aligned with God. What fights with God? What is opposed to God? What is separate from God? How are we separated from God? What are those things specifically? And once we become aware of them, we have to begin to give them up. And as we give them up, our life changes. We become different. Because when you're in conflict with the Lord, you can't be in a state of contentment. When you're in conflict with the Lord, you are in a state of anxiety and stress. And to understand this from a larger perspective, what's stress? The belief system that things are not going to become resolved in an appropriate way. What is the belief in God? The belief system that things are going to become resolved in an appropriate way. So, what have you done when you're in stressful situations? You've blocked out your belief that God will take care of things for you because you believe that you have to take care of things for yourself. And whatever preconceived notion you have about what needs to be done has to be done or somehow you will be harmed. Well, can we get over that? Can, can can we get can we get over the fact that we need to create scenarios in our mind and then chase them and then if we can't get close to them we become depressed we become sad we become unhappy i know people who will start a conversation and then 
project things on the person they're talking to and then react to the things they've projected and then get into a fight and the other person hasn't said a word yet. Because their minds are that strong and their need to be constantly creating every part of the scenario is that powerful. Can we learn to be silent? Can we learn to be without a constant pressure to fulfill a desire that never ceases from creating new hallucinations to chase? You see, we have within us a never-ending cycle of need. A never-ending cycle of need. The mind never stops wanting. The mind never stops needing. And the mind never stops creating scenarios that involve desire. What we need to do is move away from our involvement with that portion of our being, which doesn't cease. So it's not like we're going to walk away from it. We're just not going to be involved with it. Somehow we have to figure out that there is an enemy enemy inside of ourselves that is trying to upset our equilibrium. Eve would not have eaten the apple if there was not a part inside of her that said what Satan is telling her is true. So, all of these desires that come before us, that tell us we need them, if we didn't believe this was true, we would not move forward with it. So we have to establish what's true, what's not true, what are we going to adhere to, and what are we not going to adhere to. You know, as you walk through the world, thousands of suggestions are given to you all the time. You choose whether to take these suggestions or not. We have to think of our mind as a suggestion factory. And we have to have the wisdom to differentiate which ones we're going to get involved with and which ones we're not going to get involved with. Clinically insane people take every suggestion. Why'd you do that? There were words in my head that made me do that. Well, everybody has words in their head. Not everybody listens to them. We have to be the ones who listen only to God's words, not to the rest of the words that come by. And we have to learn how to make that differentiation. Some people, on a very worldly level 
call it the ability to make good choices. But it's true. It is the ability to differentiate and make good choices. But to do that, we have to know what good choices are. We have to begin to get an understanding of what godlike qualities are, are. We have to gain that kind of knowledge and then put that knowledge into use. We have to also know and appreciate the value of that knowledge. If somebody understood that the gold of God's love is worth more than the gold in the bank, would they rob banks? But unless they understood that, everybody goes for what glistens. And we need to be able to see through that which is false. And to do that, you have to be able to see with the eye within the eye. You have to be able to hear with the ear within the ear. You have to be able to smell with the nose within the nose. There has to be another level of understanding. You can't be overwhelmed by the physical, observatory, olfactory, oral senses. They can't be what moves us. We have to be moved by the unseen. We have to be moved by that which is eternal and doesn't dissipate over time. And to do that, we have to have very powerful faith in what the prophets have told us, and what the saints have told us, what the katubs have told us, and what the walis have told us, and what wisdom tells us on a constant basis. You know, there's always a voice in the back of your head that says, this isn't any good for you. And you do it anyway. Well, don't do it anyway. Learn. Learn from experience. Learn from disappointment. And learn from contentment. What are the happiest times in our lives? Were there times of wealth? Were they times of power? Were they times of love? Were they times of compassion? Were, there, were they times of intimacy between people? What is at the height of things? What makes us soar? What brings us to a culmination of experience? Where does ecstasy lie in existence? Where is it available? And how? Is it available? We have to ask ourselves these questions. And we have to know the answer. What leads us to insanity? And what leads us to gratitude? What leads us towards anxiety? And what leads us to contentment? Where do we want to be? What is our roadmap for ourselves? And what are we doing 
individually to fulfill that intent. Are we wise enough to have appropriate intentions? Are we wise enough to set up intentions that are aligned with Allah or do we set up intentions that are aligned with the world? The only place where contentment can be found is in alignment with Allah. And anything else that we put in its stead will lead us to disappointment and ruin. So, the game's fixed. There's only one place to go. And if you don't go that way, everything else is going to blow up in your face. How many explosions is it going to take before you realize that? How many disappointments is it going to take before we turn around and go in the right direction? Allah is waiting for us. Allah wants us to come to Him. Let's go. May it be easy for all of us to understand this. May our alignment come into perfect balance with that which provides and gives us everything that we know and have. Ameen, ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi